Hey, welcome to The Verified Christian. Where real Christians try to live a verified Christian life. Welcome back in to The Verified Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Oklachaney, along with your other host, Casey Clement. So thankful you guys came back our way. We've been studying about prayer and how essential that is for the verified Christian. In order to maintain his blue check mark to live verified, he must utilize prayer. And we're picking back up with the responsibility of the verified Christian in their prayer life to God. That's exactly right. That's that's one of the things that uh, I think is not spoken about enough within the church. You know, and I think... Also, we as preachers, sometimes we overlook um, really this idea of having a responsibility to God when we pray. You know, I think many times there is um, emphasis placed upon that we should pray and to whom we should pray, why we should pray, and even sometimes the things for which we should pray but I don't know that we spend enough time talking about our responsibility to God when we pray. Right. There's a preparedness we should have when we come to God in prayer. That's right. And so I've heard it. I've heard it put one way, and I think Brother Leroy Brownlow he does he puts it in his book that God's promise to answer prayers is conditional. I understand the point that he's making there. I don't know that that's the best way to say that. Right. Um, there's also, I just, I take issue with the statement and, and I don't know, some people are probably going to mark me. They're not, probably not going to like me anymore because, uh, it, it's something that I've heard a lot of my preacher friends say, I've been guilty of saying it in the past. And that is the idea that God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. And I, I know where the position comes from. It comes from John nine, uh, was it John nine thirty one? Uh, where the Bible there says, we know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. And so there's the conclusion drawn that God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. But I don't know that that's the right way to put that. I would be more inclined to hold to the idea of what Brother Brownlow put in his book, God's promise to answer prayers is conditional. And so I think the emphasis should be placed on the promise to answer prayer rather than God doesn't hear prayer, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you study with someone who's not a Christian and they, they believe in God, but they don't really follow Christ and they pray to God in their own way and they, they have a good heart. They want to know the truth. They want to learn the truth. And then when we tell them, well, your prayers aren't heard because you're a sinner and you've never given your life to Christ the first thing that's going to do is turn them off. And we, to Matthew, I think really it's not even biblical to say it that way. Um, please don't misunderstand. We're, I'm not saying that that um, God listens to every sinner's prayer and answers every sinner's prayer, nor am I saying I think it's okay to tell people that even though you're lost in sin, you just keep praying to God, and eventually He'll hear you. That's not what I'm saying at all. You're talking about the honest heart of someone that is not a Christian that prays to God. That they want to know God. They want to hear. If if a a person who's not living right, who doesn't know Christ, 
but they know that God exists and they cry out to God, Lord, send me someone to teach me more about you. Help me to know you. I honestly believe God's going to hear that prayer. Right, and and that's why we, we talk about the heart and the responsibility it is of the person praying to God with the right motive and the right heart. And one of those things is being obedient to God and being righteous. But, of course, I, I see what you're saying there. You're exactly right. Right, and, I mean, we look at, at Old Testament examples. Uh, you know, Hagar asked God to protect her son Ishmael in Genesis 21. God did not only protect Ishmael, but God blessed him exceedingly. And might be a little bit judgmental on my part, but Hagar wasn't the you know the most obedient person mm-hmm. to God. And what about the people of Nineveh, right? In Jonah, remember Jonah? He didn't even want those people to be saved. They were such wicked people. They were the enemy of Israel. That's exactly right. They were they were the enemy to God's chosen people. And and God says, Jonah, you go and you teach them and, and you tell them to repent. And in Jonah 3, verses 5 through 10, yeah, in Jonah 3, 5 through 10 there, the people of Nineveh prayed that they might be spared, that God would not destroy them. Um, how, how do you like that sermon? that Jonah preached. He goes, he tells them to repent, and that's all he tells them. And they do. And they do. (laughs) You know, wouldn't we love for that to be the case? But uh, um, I don't know. That may be one of those those things you have uh, church members that say, see, here's proof that short sermons work. You know, I I don't know. But getting back to the subject, though, the people of Nineveh prayed that God would spare them. And God answered that prayer. He did not destroy them. And and so they were lost. They needed to repent. And so, you know, I think about other passages. Um, you know, New Testament passage, um, you know, Acts chapter 10, uh, Cornelius, Roman, uh, the Roman centurion, he had prayed... Uh, that you know the Lord had, had sent Peter uh, to him, and uh, he had been praying. The Bible says that he was, uh, but it says that he was a righteous man. And Acts ten and verse two tells us that Cornelius prayed to God regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a hard time believing that every one of those prayers were not heard until he said, "Send me somebody," uh, <laughs> you know. But um, and so I mean, there are other passages in the Scripture that help us to understand that a pure heart, one who truly wants to be right in the eyes of God, being righteous, as you said a moment ago, and being obedient to God, someone who's willing to do those things, I think God knows the heart and the intent of that person and hears that prayer and sends them someone to guide them uh, in knowing the truth. Right, and that's what I was going to say we have to have the right heart, the That's right exactly motive right. to pray to God. That's exactly right. If my motive is not right, it's worthless. Right. We need to be praying humbly and seeking God in our prayers and everything. That's exactly right. That brings to mind, to me, Jeremiah twenty nine, thirteen. There in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, the promise is made through the prophet Jeremiah to the children of Israel. 
God says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And so going back to this idea of a sinner who's praying, if they're searching for God with all their heart, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God will provide a way for them to know him. Right. And he will answer that prayer. And so I believe that's exactly what happened in Acts chapter 10 with Cornelius. When we read those first six verses of Acts 10, we see that was indeed the case for Cornelius. And so God makes this promise through Jeremiah, and I believe that promise is applicable to everyone, whether they're a Christian, whether they're non-Christian, um, that if somebody really wants to know God and they seek him with all their heart, they'll find him. But there are some promises that God gives that isn't for everyone. And so when we think about prayer and our responsibility to prayer, there's a promise that God makes there when he says, ask whatsoever you will and it shall be done. That's not for everyone. That's only for those who pray according to his will. And so when we look at 1 John chapter 5, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, right there in verse 14, it says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And so there's the prerequisite of his hearing us and his accepting our prayer is we pray according to his will. And I'll even say this, James 4, 3 through 6 you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, That's right. so that you spend it on your pleasures. You adulterers, are, your adulteresses and adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the Scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the Spirit which He has given, made to dwell in us, but He gives a greater grace. Therefore. It says God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. And it goes back to what we talked about, having the humble heart, the one that seeks the will of God. That's, and that's everything. exactly right. That is exactly right. And, and so that's the reason why James said you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. The wrong. You're asking with the wrong motive. You're, you're, you're expecting to receive something from God Yeah. when, when you have no desire to be obedient to God. And, and so that that's that's very powerful. Um, you know, there are so many promises that God makes to Christians only. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in the idea that, that the promise of, of God answering prayer is only to Christians. That sometimes, and, and I don't disagree with that, by the way, that promise, the promise from God is only to the obedient, right? And we have to uh, meet that qualification, if you will. We have that responsibility in our prayer to be obedient, to be righteous, to, to humble ourselves and pray with the right motive, to pray in faith. We're talking about James, James 1, uh, James 1 and verse 5. He and said, even Mark 11, verse 24. That's right. Pray and, with the belief it's going to happen. That's right. You have to have that kind of faith. We have to have that kind of faith. And in, even in James 1 and verse 5, he says, you know, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask it of God. God's going to give you the wisdom. 
but you have to pray in faith. Verse six, for he that, that uh, for let, uh, if any man ask, let him ask of faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and is tossed. And in James one and verse eight, he says, a double minded man's unstable in all his ways. Right. And so please don't misunderstand when, whenever we point it out that many times people say God doesn't hear a sinner's prayer. We're not saying that God's going to answer a sinner's prayer just because they pray to God and expect God to answer that prayer. What we're simply saying is that's not the best way to explain what the scripture says because the Bible teaches us that God only promises to answer the prayer of the faithful. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not faithful to him, we have no reason to expect anything from God. Right. And one of the responsibilities going back to praying in faith, I have Mark 11 verses 23 through 24. It says this, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that, that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. So one of those things is that we must believe and have faith that God can accomplish what we're asking of him because he can. Right, and as you mentioned there in Mark 11, that also brings to my mind John 15 and verse 7. There where Jesus gives the example of him being the true vine and we are his branches, he says in John 15 and verse 7, he says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatsoever you will and it will be done unto you. And so right there, as John records this, Jesus then is saying that there's a prerequisite to receive whatever it is that we will or we desire or anything that we ask of him, is we have to abide in Jesus Christ. And so that, I think, that ultimately is what Mark 11 hinges upon, what John 15 hinges upon. That's what our prayer hinges upon, is the fact that we abide in Jesus Christ. Right, yeah, we we have to have that proper place in our lives to be, to have a prayer that's acceptable to God. That's right, and, and that, that is through the authority of Jesus Christ. And when we are in Christ, we then pray by his authority or in his name. Uh, John 14, we talked about John 14, uh, the first four verses a moment ago. We talked about uh, John 15 just now. But in John 14 and verse 13, uh, there the Bible says, And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do and the Father may be glorified in the Son. And so there again, there's a prerequisite given, right? We have that responsibility that not just to ask whatsoever we will so that it'll be done, but we have to do so through his name or through his authority. And the only way to do that is to be in Christ, to abide in Jesus Christ. Right, and that takes one of a humble nature to do so. And that goes back to what we talked about. That's exactly right. And so all of this is coming full circle now. When we look at all of these responsibilities that we have in praying to God, we have 
we have the responsibility to pray in the name of Jesus. And you know, it, it's interesting to me that there are a lot of Christians who think that means, Matthew, that, well, when I pray, I've got to end by saying, in Jesus' name I pray. There are a lot of Christians who think that's what that means, is praying in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that if a prayer is said and they just simply say amen, well, that's not biblical. Well, what does that mean? Well, we've already noticed John 15 and verse 7, it is by abiding in Jesus Christ that we have the ability to go to, uh, go before the throne room of God. And so we were not, we were talking earlier, uh, I think you brought up, wasn't it Hebrews 4? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you bring up, what was it, Hebrews uh, 4, verses 14 through 16? In the last episode, right? Yeah. Come boldly yeah. to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy. That's exactly right. And so how do we do that? How do we have that ability to approach boldly the throne room of God? Jesus By Christ. abiding in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And when we're in Christ... And we pray to God, we do so by the authority of Jesus Christ. Because if we're not in Him, we don't have the authority then to go before the throne room of God. And that's kind of where we were going back earlier uh, when we were talking about our responsibilities to God in prayer. Right. And if I'm a New Testament Christian, I must be taking advantage of this because I have the blood of Jesus. I can go to the throne room. The veil has been torn I now have access to all my petitions and thoughts and anxieties to the king, to the throne room, and I can lay it at his feet. That's exactly right. And like last week, we said the Father loves us, and he wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from all of his creation. And so I think really the question then we have to ask ourselves is, are we humbling ourselves to the point to which we can approach his throne room in the authority of Jesus Christ and are we abiding in Jesus Christ the way that we ought and are we praying enough? I think those are all great points we talked about and the next episode we plan on looking at things for which we should pray and I think that's a whole episode we could go on about about the things that we should pray for <laughs> that's a month's worth of episodes right is what that is and uh we may have to divide that in three episodes but we're we're looking forward to that study and i uh, appreciate the comments you made today casey about that and uh we look forward to hearing from you if you have a question or comment i want to make this clear that y'all can hit us up on email uh the verified christian at gmail.com if you have any questions anything that you want us to talk about just let us know we'd love to to talk about those things that's exactly right thank y'all you've been listening to the verified christian podcast thanks for tuning in give us a rating or review and subscribe so you won't miss any content if you have any questions email the verified christian at gmail.com thank you